Good day, gentlemen. I would like, good day, gentlemen. I would like to request your time. If but for a moment, you see old boy my cock has got three fingers stabbing into it right now, and not hold it without my permission. I need you to come over here, and pour the rest of mighty right into me. You heard me right, Captain. Fill my dick. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Good day, gentlemen. I would like to request your time. If but... Justin, Steve, this is Nick, and we got the podcast going again. I can't believe it's here already. Justin, how are you? Can I be heard? Can I be heard? You're heard, sir. <laughs> Can I be this John Heard? Can I be John Heard? John Heard. This is the worst. That's why you get this. We didn't hear it the first time. We get it again. Let's always talk about John Hurd every show. He's fatter than fuck. And we'll have like a new segment. How to get rid of all four of your listeners in three seconds. Have you heard what Hurd's up to? No, what's Hurd up to? I don't know. I'm asking you. Maybe we should contact Gail Ann. Why don't, you guys, why don't you guys break it to the listening audience? Why don't you guys destroy the magic? of the live uh, Chud podcast. You guys are actually Howard. together you guys are actually together tonight, correct? Yes. And you're talking on different phones than Nick's house? No, we're uh, currently embroiled in a loving embrace. Embroiled. <laughs> yeah. There's a word not used these days, you know. No, I like it. Um, I'll bring it back. It's like so haberdashery. Are, are who what are you and like out in the deck and Nick's in the basement. How's, it, how's this working? Now, Nick's in his office, and I'm over where the uh, massive television is. But because of the delay, I hear him say the shit, and then I hear it on my earphone. That's weird, that's, isn't that's it? That's the beauty of the Internet. You understand? The beauty of the Internet is, here's the beauty. I can call him a complete asshole, and he hears it twice. The beauty of the Internet, Tia Tequila. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She is smoking hot. <laughs> I don't think she is. You sure you're not talking about Tia Carrera? She's uh, ethnic. No. But she is, she's so, she was on Curb Your Enthusiasm like two years ago, or last year. She looked pretty good. I'm trying to get this chat room to open up so our, so our fabulous... Can I get a witness? No. So our fabulous listeners can enjoy themselves. I noticed that the chat room wasn't working right. I'll tell you what then, Justin... Between you and I, before he gets these chat rooms up and running, mm-hmm. do you think we should talk about uh, breakfast? <laughs> like, how was your breakfast this morning? Now, did you have it this morning? Or is this oh, yeah, I had it this morning. Of course I did. Okay, so, let me, Nick had it. Nick, it was Nick's birthday last week, last, last Friday, the day before. Yeah, uh, July 3rd. 4th of July Eve. Yeah. He turned uh, 47 years old. <laughs> he looks every bit 48. And we had a party, or he had a party, uh, a barbecue. He invited everybody to come over. It was nice of him. It was a very nice time. And I got um, Nick a present, but I also brought Steve a present because Steve always feels left out on Nick's birthday. <laughs> Is that right? Don't you? And I bought <laughs> him, uh, yeah. Steve, some Star Trek waffles that were on clearance. So <laughs> still makes me laugh. And you, you, you got me some... Why don't you describe the waffles to the to the listeners? 
I'm sure that. So I got to tell you what happens, right? So I get the Eggo waffles, and I take them home, mm-hmm. and I carefully place them in the freezer. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to have them the next day, the next morning. Yeah. So I wake up the next morning. I wake up the next morning, and I realize, ah, you know, I, don't really, I really don't want Eggo waffles. This goes on for like 58 days <laughs> before I finally realize, oh, shit, I've got to eat these waffles before I talk to Justin again. Yeah. So I pull the waffles on the box. I take them out of the, uh, the plastic wrapper. Yeah. Pull these damn things out, and there are designs all over these things. There's a yeah, picture of like Kirk and Spock. I know, but there's a picture of Kirk and Spock on these waffles. There's a picture of the Star Trek insignia, Starfleet insignia. Yeah. There are, it's like the Romulan and the Klingon insignia, and there is some sayings like, live long and prosper, and that's highly logical, that kind of thing. Yeah. So and, and they're, they, they're in color. They're in color, these images. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Color-coded, no less. So the dilemma I face... That concludes the most elaborate cooking experience of Steve's life. This is why I've been watching the Food Network all this time. Finally, Bobby Flay gives me some ideas. Well, Steve sent me some pictures from the event that I was. I asked him for some pictures, and lo and behold, on the table, as Steve was eating the waffles, he had company. He had a mini James T. Kirk sitting in a yes. chair. The William Shatner version, not the Chris Pine. Yes, supervising the waffle uh, experience. Yes, that was given to me by two very dear friends who are probably dead by now. And so I felt the need that, you know, if I'm going to eat some Star Trek waffles, that at least Kirk needs to be there to supervise. Yeah. What kind of syrup did you use on there? Uh, Aunt Jemima. I know what kind of syrup you used on there. It's kind of a racist syrup. Do you agree? Absolutely. It wasn't racist enough for my waffles. Well, I mean, Steve, that's probably why you purchased it. Am I wrong? <laughs> I got them that in the local clan bakery. Um, so that did, And they weren't that tasty, were they? They, they, they were great. It's all about the yeah, syrup. They were fantastic. Yeah. Well, the syrup has been, never tasted as good as they have on Star Trek waffles. Now, Nick, I got your present as well. Did you Have you played with it? Why, Justin? Yes, I have. Um, are you talking? About, are you talking about the toy? Yes. Yeah, Justin got me a toy. He got me a toy from the uh, Oscar-nominated film, The Incredible Hulk. And what it is? It's a fucking fat green dude who splits yeah. in half to release Edward Norton. <laughs> and, and it's not an Edward Norton figure from the Hulk. It's the Primal Fear action figure. <laughs> Uh, which is just bizarre. I thought it was the American History X version. Yeah, the Hulk actually opens up, his back comes off, and you can fit the sad-looking Edward Norton figure uh, snugly into uh, the hollowed-out, uh, I guess, corpse of the Hulk, and then you then you place the back back on the Hulk, hiding Edward Norton. It's like a nesting doll a little bit. Because I think you can take Edward Norton's back off, too. And um, Yeah, and, and, and Cameron Bright comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, First of all, I have, Justin, I have some problems with this gift, though. What? How come the Hulk's back, why was it hollowed out? No, if if you look at it now without knowing what the gift was, it looks kind of, uh, no, no, kind big, of hot. The big exciting. thing about that toy, the big, like, the reason to have it, apparently, because they, <laughs> they put uh, pictures of it twice on the packaging. <laughs> Well, you can take the back, like you can half Hulk, take the back <laughs> off, and then fit the other action yeah. figure inside. It's, I guess, it's kind well, of Freudian, you know. Or, I might, I might take the, uh, I might take the hollowed out Hulk upstairs later. 
and uh, see if I can put an action figure in it. But the sad, the thing is, Nick's right. Norton looks like it's like they cast his action figure after they told him that they're cutting half the movie away for the summer. It actually looks like Edward Norton is confused. Like the figure has this confused look on his face. And I don't think it's trying to replicate the confusion of, of, of one when you're living two identities and one is much more dangerous than the other. I think he's confused because he walked into a, an office building one day. He's like, well, I guess, I guess we have to do rehearsals for Incredible Hulk. That's weird because we're not shooting for like another six months. And he walked in and they threw him into this room and they started scanning his features. And he was, he'd, never, he'd never endured something like before. Edward Norton is a classically trained actor. And keeping the face just narrowly avoided their toy line. So it's just like, what the fuck's going on? And I think they captured that expression really well with the figure. Keeping the face. That's a, that's a cable movie mainstay. Oh, that's really? Rob Lee Feld? Huh? Rob Lee Feld? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You, you've seen that movie. I, I like that movie. And uh, Jenna Elfman. Yeah, whatever happened to her? I was actually, I looked her up on IMDb recently, wondering what the fuck happened to old Jenna Elfman. She, she is um she is definitely a TV actress. She is focusing on uh, TV. Now, is she focusing on TV or is her career stuck in TV land? Well, I think that she had quite a big hit with that one show, Greg, you know, um, what is it? Dharma and Greg. Darman Gregg, and so then she had kind of a misfire with the next one, and this I think she's returning. She was okay. I kind of like I, I like Ed TV quite a bit. I never did see Ed TV. She's uh, she's in it. She may show up on the recently renamed Sci Fi Channel. Yeah, I, I thought it's it's spelled now. rather. What's it called now? It's still Sci Fi, but S Y F Y. Isn't it recently respelled? Is it S C Y or S S Y? No, it's S S Y F Y. Really? I think it's just call it Y. <laughs> what what's going on in the chat room there, Nick Nunzi? I don't see it. I, I got it working. I got it working. It's all right. Is it working? Yeah, I got it up. How come I can't? How see many it? people are? How many people hate us by now? No, no, they love us. This is a, this is definitely a fantastic. Have you noticed how Devin's? You guys thought Devin's absence has created bedlam? You, you, we have you noticed that? Well, maybe we should explain to people what happened. Why Devin's not on this one. Devin died. <laughs> <laughs> but his beard, right. his, his beard survived. That is not true. No, um, Devin is at a... He's, a, he's at working. He's at an event for Chud.com. Yeah, and he was doing very excited a, about it. So, he is, name is, that, is that what it is? He's coming to town? Yeah. Miyazaki, yeah, yeah, to promote uh, his new his upcoming feature. That's good. I mean, Devin's gonna have a chance to talk to a great, which is nice. And uh, Miyazaki's gonna have a chance to talk to Devin, which is nice. And we and we get to have the podcast without him. And uh, we're gonna have uh, hopefully a, a nice variety of callers, which, as we've discovered from the first episode, callers are definitely what fuels the fire for this new live incarnation of the show. I tell you what, it's gonna be a heartbreak. Um, when people leave in droves and they realize Devin's not on the call. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be a heartbreak. That's true. I, mean, I, think, uh, I think Devin was a value-added feature. I mean, the podcast has become the international sensation it has devoid of Devin's involvement. They said that, um, they said that I tuned into the Devinless podcast. They talked about Star Trek waffles and Ed Norton action. <laughs> we were talking about Star Trek waffles anyway. Were he here or not? That's so true. I, I, you know, I still have just 
Go ahead. I wouldn't be surprised if Devin has those waffles, too. Yeah. Because he's a fucking nerd. So what, how, wait, on a, would you give it on a taste scale, Steve, of 1 what? to 10? A taste scale. Oh, wow. Let's see. 1 to 10, Eggo waffles are a complete piece of shit. Yeah. So I'm, I would give them a, a 3. No, okay. The Star Trek Eggo waffles are amazing. I'd give them a, uh, probably give them a 9. Because it's, it's got Shatner's face on it, so how can it not be a nine? Yeah. I have to disagree. There's no way that they can be good. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Absolutely great. In fact, everybody should stop right now and go and buy some Eggo waffles. Just make sure that they're the Star Trek variety. So what, what, is, what makes them Star Trek? Are they, do they add extra fat? <laughs> if you're already fucking fat body for watching Star Trek all the time? <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I'm a complete fat bastard. I, I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm just making fun of basically our readership. Um, Actually, here's the thing. The beauty of these Eggo waffles is uh, once you eat them, it uh, instills in you a vast knowledge of Star Trek trivia. So no matter where you go, you'll always know everything about every episode. Just from eating three waffles. And by the way, I still have years ago. I have like I have a few left. I have a few many, uh, waffles came, left. How many came in the package? I don't know. How many, how many Trekkies came in the package? The first few, the bottom, I guess. <laughs> it was a few, but I couldn't get to some of them because uh, I had to go to the Kobayashi Maru test in order to reach them. <laughs> and as we all know, no one can reach it unless you cheat and redesign. Oh, that doesn't matter. See, this no, is the kind of knowledge uh, I'm telling you about. <laughs> Yeah, if you eat these waffles, this is the kind of knowledge you will gain. Well, I um, simply we've can't. Got, uh, we've got a caller. Work. We've got a caller. Oh, okay. God. I think what we're going to do is we're going to kind of reach in. I think it's a local caller. It's one of our local luminaries. Is it Midnight Caller? No, I think it's the Morven Caller. All right. But uh, maybe this will help steer the ship back onto path. I hope. Maybe it's, the, hope. Maybe it's the crystalline entity. Maybe. <laughs> My friend, who is this? <laughs> You're on Atlantic Caller. Uh, hello? Oh, Who is shit. This? <laughs> What's uh, going on, Mike? Robinson. Yeah, indeed. I, I can't believe I'm the only caller on thus far. But Ooh, Are you shocked? Shit just got real. I'm, I'm happy to bring the show to a grinding halt. So. My work oh, you're the person. <laughs> Howdy, gents. I was speaking, Mike, I was speaking a little earlier uh, via Facebook chat to uh, a one listener, Greg, Craig Goldberg, uh-huh. and he uh, was asking about you. He's asking if my, you know, like he, he likes when Mike is on. Uh, so I defriended him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, but I, he's gonna be ha- he's gonna be happy to hear your voice. Oh well, I get that a lot, and so by a lot, I mean from from him. Say happy birthday, Craig Goldberg. I think it's his birthday. Oh, well, happy effing birthday, darn it. You see how it is? Like, it's like a, I, I turned it into like a regular radio show all of a sudden. Yeah, indeed. Do I have to do promos after I get off the call? Yes, you do. The like, transition is theory. hanging with those crazy night chud podcast guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you spot, yeah, you I'm, I'm going to do the whole promo, and then, Steve, you come in at the end and go stay tuned. No worries. I can, I can do that. 
I'll probably okay. mess it up, though. Like, stay, go ahead and, stay I'm current. Gonna, I want to put the caller number out there so people can start calling in because that's, that's what we really want. This, yeah, this also, is, uh, by the way, on, on the website, the caller number is, like, missing the last number. So I, I, people can dial up to nine times, and I guess they'll get it right eventually. So you called India three times? It's 347-826-9101. <laughs> yeah, the last one is missing. I just kept going, and I ended up doing tech support for Earthlink or something. I, I don't know. Oh, that was you. Uh, I'm glad you, uh, you helped me out there. Oh, All I had to do was reboot my computer. Did you like my accent? I did. It was very it was spot on. I'm oh, sorry, okay. it was spot on. I, I tried. Oh, Steve. Hey. Listen, I, just to build on the greatness of that. So anyway, at this very same shindig with uh, uh, Nick's wonderful birthday party, Steve and I got to discussing Adrian Paul. No, and, no, 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 no. And, no, 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 no. So yeah. we did. <laughs> I thought we were, uh, Steve, we agreed we weren't going to talk about no, that. No, no, I, I agreed that uh, I would not bring it up. <laughs> you know what? The funny thing happened, Micah. So um, I, actually, I actually went out there and actively discovered some episodes of the show, uh, was it, Tracker, Tracker. we were talking about. Now, yeah. wait, you, gotta, you have to give a very quick background so that people understand what we're talking about here. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very elaborate. Actually, you really don't. You really fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> Consider this a belated birthday present. So anyway, yeah, actually, I'm, in his, I'm in his house, and I know he has guns here somewhere. All right, so to the myriad of, of Chud fans still hanging around at this point, just so we can push you guys off the line, uh, Adrian Paul, he did Highlander, yeah. the TV show, and after that amazing years-long achievement, he said, I'm not fucking done with TV yet. And so he's going to go work at the Burbank Car Wash. <laughs> In 2001, he unleashed his artistic talent on the world by filming the 22-episode series called Tracker. The 22-episode series wherein he was supposed to apprehend, was it 215 rogue aliens? Something like that, yeah. yeah. He uh, was an, an alien brought to Earth, and he had to assume the, uh, the human version of, like, a, well, I don't know, really the matter. It turned out it was random. It was a poster. Luckily for him, it was a poster of Adrian Paul sitting around in the desert wearing underwear. And this alien being assumes the role of that, that yeah, person. but that's not realistic. How many alien beings are going to wander into the diner where Adrian Paul is a short-order cook? <laughs> Look, he's taking the passive method. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's going to live forever. He'll get to him eventually. Yes, it's outstanding. You know who else was in this show? China. No one at all. And Alexandra Paul. No. No. No, remember. No China. one was in the show. China was in the, in the pilot. Oh, China. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. China, the wrestler, the, the man wrestler. The wrestler with the huge clit? Uh, it's the best part. The pilot, the very first thing you see in a pilot is like, uh, it's like in the desert, and you see a pair of high heel shoes. You see, mm -hmm. it goes up, you see the legs, you're like, hey, they're in fishnets. You're like, now we're in business. They, they keep going up, short skirt, camera comes out a little bit, over. And then it becomes Lou Ferrigno. And like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's the and all of a sudden, Stephen Race tries to date her. No, and from then on, my pants at the ground. That's what I'm saying. Like, from then on, I was hooked. And, right, and well, when you begin a pilot that way, where else can you go? Is it any wonder that the show never made it past 22 episodes? Uh, yeah. All right. I, as the host of the show, I'm going to steer things back to the middle here. Did she not have an enormous clit or what? <laughs> you know what, though? I... I have never seen her sex video for a reason, because I don't like watching man-on-man -man videos 
I've ne- I, I will not see it. What the hell? Why would I watch that? See, you don't need any reason to watch anything. I was about to that say, is, you'd, that you'd, is true. you were the one you who was showing me... You uh, for Adrian Paul TV shows on I did, but I did, but I will not look at... I mean, I didn't actively search for China nudity massive clip videos. Would you believe 15 minutes ago? Justin, <laughs> have you seen any films in the theater lately? <laughs> in the theater? Actually, speaking of theaters, the uh, tracker was... Steve, I'm, I'm talking to Justin. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is, a, this is a professional show. We need to have... Uh, All right. so, so Mike and I will have our own conversation. I, 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 I went and saw Drag Me to... Justin, come on. Again. There was only Come one playing in four theaters in Atlanta, but I, I went and saw it. You've so seen it already. I had to see it again. I had, to, I had to make sure what I saw the first time wasn't an illusion. It was quite good. Yes, and then I saw some movies at home. This just makes me sad. And I saw a show on TV. I don't know if you guys have Tracker? heard of it. It's called Tracker. Uh, oh, really? Tell me about it. I can't it's believe the it. autobiography of the guy from Mass. <laughs> you don't understand what, what goes on on this show, right? <laughs> no, I do, and that's what the problem is. Adrian Paul has this handheld device that looks like a piece of shit. And he Adrian sucks Paul, by the way. Soul, he sucks their energy out of the body. Adrian Paul. That's how he imprisons them. Adrian Paul's from a showbiz family, by the way. Oh, really? He's the son. Yeah, you know his dad, right? No, I don't. I don't Adrian Paul. Who is it? Adrian Paul. Oh, really? His father, really. It Who's his mother? Agent Ma? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of seafood empire, have you guys seen China's clip? <laughs> I love how... Nick, have you, seen, have you seen any movies in the theater? I love how topic we are. See, the great thing about doing a show weekly, which after this it might be reconsidered, <laughs> um, is that uh, most of the stuff that... We, 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 we saw Public Enemies a little bit early. So that one we kind of got, we talked about, talked about uh, Transformers and all that. So we're kind of like back up to speed. I mean, I've still seen like a few movies that haven't come out yet, but we already spoke about them. So I think this time around, all right, we should so, probably so how, how uh, about this, enhance our discussion. How about this? It, Devin put an article up on the site uh, about uh, movies that are kind of in limited release right now. Stuff like The Hurt Locker and Away We Go. Have you seen any of that stuff? I've seen The Hurt Locker. And did you think it was as great as everyone else has been saying? Yeah, no, we did. I, I, we talked about it last year. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good movie. It's a very good movie. And Jeremy Renner is going to uh, definitely be somebody that people fall, fall in love with as, as an actor. Very intense movie. I don't know if it's, uh, it's going to be the best thing that holds its, uh, its uh, cachet until the Austrian. But it's you know, definitely I, a very good movie. I keep thinking Jeremy Renner is going to catch more of a break than he actually has because he... He appears in, like, awful movies, but he's always, like, really good in them. Like, he was good uh, in 28 weeks later. And, um, God, what the hell else? He's... Hey, and, really? What? Really? He's really, he's really he good. What the hell else? What the hell else is the answer? Blade Runner? <laughs> Jeremy Renner? <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. No, he was oh, he's in... He's going to blow uh, up for sure. He's going to blow up for yeah. sure, Jeremy Renner. You know what? I do remember what else, actually, but this, this actually damages my, my, my uh, premise. He was in, uh, what was it, SWAT. He was in Renner with Scissors. Oh, God. 
He was in the assassination of Jesse James, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. Which... The great thing about Jeremy Renner is that he looks like Daniel Craig after a few bee stings to the face. <laughs> oh, Renner's going to blow up after her locker for sure. Really? So did, uh, oh, the did anybody see the, uh, the, anybody see the proposal? Hello? I'm sure you did, Steve. Hello? Actually, I did not, I did not see that. The proposal. Uh, I did not go see that film. Yeah, uh, Gray, Gray brings up a good point in our chat room. I did see Moon this past week. All right. Yeah, the Tom Cullen autobiography. Yeah, Micah actually, good. Micah and I saw that. A million uh, years ago. A few months ago at the Atlanta Film Festival. Micah actually gave me the heads up, and we went together. And you enjoyed good. the film, Justin. Um, and we saw Matt Goldberg there. That's right. We offered to sit with him, but he... Uh, was already uh, sitting he, with, by himself. He, didn't want to he sit seemed with us. uncomfortable. Remember, he didn't want to sit with us because he was already by himself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked like his uh, his palms were getting sweaty. So I don't know. I'd, well, that's what he said. He was like, "I was like, oh, you don't have any company. You want to sit with us?" He's like, no, I'm good. I'd rather uh, fly solo than sit with you, gents. <laughs> I'll remember it always. Well, he had he had to Twitter his his thoughts about hey, the movie. Um, We've got another caller. Mike, I'm going to put you on hold for just a half second. Don't, don't hey, go no away. problem. I won't. Why oh, you hang up on him? I'm not going to hang up on Mike. He's going to be here. We have a caller from the, uh, from the 334 coming through. Let's try this out here. 334. Who's calling us from the 334? This is Tim. Uh, how you guys doing? Your name's Tim? Yeah. Hi, Tim. How's it going? Um, all right, first off, uh, Steve, you have to watch the China video. Um, no. Clitoris is, it's Leviathan. It's amazing. Why would, you need to watch it. Um, you're not selling me on this. Why would I want to watch okay. that? It's, it's something. It's something you need to see. Uh, I show, you know, uh, it's a great thing to show on, like, a first date. Really? Um, <laughs> what if you're already uh, married? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, How to get the divorce in one easy step. <laughs> no, I think it actually, it's a, it's a legal nullification of a marriage, so it's good to take a look at that thing. Oh, look, honey, we're, we're not watching either female or male porn here. Tim, how did you, how did you stumble across this, this film? Um, I actually don't remember. I'm sure a friend showed me. I mean, if I had to, if I had to guess. Oh, sure. No, no um, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what happened. Or I thought it out. I don't remember. Um, who knows? What, what's uh, the second, plot? Uh, how'd you guys feel about... Um, the digital video in Public Enemies. That's what okay. I want to talk Before about. Before we get to that, could you tell us about the plot of the China video? It's very important. Um, there's a giant clitoris, and uh, <laughs> it wrecks a man. Okay. It was Peter Weller hanging off it? Actually, I'm not even sure that I've seen the video. I've seen images. I think That's like engineering the, an empire with Peter Weller. The go-do thing is to just Google image search China. Um, Peter Wall. You know just for you, I'm going to do that right now. No, Dan. Oh, God. <laughs> was Peter Weller in Leviathan, uh, or am I wrong? There we go. He was in Leviathan. Who else was in Leviathan? I think, uh, I think we had, uh, we hey, had uh, um, Hector Elizondo. No. Yes, I think he was in that. I think it had, um, uh, uh, let me see, Deep Star 6 had Torn Black. Uh, I think Hector Elizondo, and there's Lisa Eilbacher, the girl from Beverly Hills Cop, I believe. And oh. there's another brown-haired girl who's in Hawaii. If I looked at IMDb, I'd, I'd know. But I, I'm pretty positive Hector Elizondo, the legend, is in the film. 
No, but uh, but going on to Public Enemies of Digital Video, we briefly, I think, talked about it last week, but I thought it was seriously distracting. And I'm a huge Michael Mann apologist, but it just did not so work me. Um, I thought there were parts of it that looked great. And uh, it, it was actually kind of the opposite of how I felt about uh, Collateral and uh, Miami Vice, where I think the digital really helped the night scenes. And in Public Enemy, I thought all the daylight stuff looked great. I loved the bank sequences. Um, but uh, to me, the, uh, the big... Uh, uh, cabin shootout in the woods, it really looks like behind-the-scenes features. Um, it was really taking me out of the movie. Well, I think digital with period doesn't work. That's why I couldn't stand Apocalypto. I, was, I think it certainly works for, like, it worked It worked in spades for Miami Vice and for, Heat, or for, for Collateral and, you know, the other digital films being done that are, that are, that are meant to be kind of uh, aggressive and, 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 and modern. But for public enemies, I mean, I want to see an opulent, old-school really kind of, um, you know, pure presentation for it. And I can understand why Michael Mann wanted to do it, and, and I can't, I mean, who am I to tell him how to make his movies? But I really right. think that uh, it kind of showed uh, some glaring weaknesses. in Because the, the material itself isn't that strong, all, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of, a, a, I don't know, a noble experiment. Um, I didn't see Apocalypto, um, so I don't know. Like, that was the first period film, I guess, I've seen where it was kind of shot like that. And, uh, people yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the kind of, uh, the, the, it, it, there were parts of the movie that really, like, it took me out to the point where, like, it really felt like dress up as opposed to some shit that was actually happening, which is what he was going for, I guess. Well, I like, I like, go ahead. Yeah, no, Steve, go ahead. I like the Apocalypse. I thought by doing it in digital, it had a documentary style uh, feel to it. So I thought it worked very well for that film. Well, Maybe I, I, think opposed I, to I the think other also, there's only so many pores I need to see in Johnny Depp's face in a given day. But luckily, he's not in Apocalypse, though. I saw, I saw, like, I saw some Kate, Kate Moss slug tracks in his chin. I know that she's not with him anymore. That's how, that's how good the digital video was. Wow. Yeah. All right, Tim. I'm going to put you to pasture now. I appreciate you calling in. Please call cool. in again. I'm going I'm to reach into the 978 area code next with a new caller. Who is this person for the 978? This is Ryan from Boston. Hi, Boston. How you doing? Hi. Uh, I ran into Dave Davis. He molested me. I'm awesome. How is old Dave, Dave doing? I don't know him. Um, I had how's, Dave, how's Dave doing? Dave Davis Bean. He's wearing fancy shoes. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if Steve is um, insecure because he doesn't have a beard. No, I have a, I have a beard all the time. What are you talking about? No, you don't. Here's how, here's how insecure Steve is. We were creating Tiger Woods characters today on the Xbox, and he has a character with the most nut-dusting beard I've ever seen. And it's obvious that he's li- living vicariously through that character because I think it's a combination. Let, let's face it, Steve's unemployed right now, and if he had the nut-duster that he wants on his chin, he'd be completely unemployable. So he's, trying to be, he's trying to be the good shepherd. Yeah, but, but you but can like- tell... He wants the beards. But by calling it the nut duster, it's not doing it justice. It was more like the, the beard from the, the, the Sphinx. <laughs> if I had that beard, I'd, if I had that... Thank you. Thank you, Bob and Tom. If I had that beard, I'd be employed all over the town. Okay, you want to know my second question? Bring not it. really. <laughs> um, yeah, let's hear it. Does uh, Swing Kids take place in the same universe as Newsies? That's actually a good question, and the answer is it takes place in Empire of the Sun. 
True. does not take place. Swing Kids is a fucking good little movie. You agree? It is. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's kind of, it's kind of like... How do you use the male voice too much, though? Oh, what a lost classic. No, it's not a great movie, but it's, it's, it's like an edgy movie for young adults. And, and I think there's a value to that. You need those kind of transitional movies that aren't necessarily as aggressive like an R-rated film and, and, and certainly not as pussified as some PGs. Swing Kids, to me, is like if you're like 12 or 13 and you're kind of trying to like to create your taste in film, that and something like School Ties or whatever, to me, is like a really good little harmless, somewhat thoughtful little movie to kind of get you to whatever the next step is. That's a good little movie. I like it. I like it a lot. Newsies, however, is a pile of cum. Original title of that film, by the way, Swink Kids. Really? Yeah. Can you explain why? No, I never saw either. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I can't believe you're sticking up for Swink Kids. Because you like Frank Whaley. You're a Frank Whaley, Whaley completist. I am. I, I, you I love Whaley. You cannot get enough. He was good in the dead zone. I didn't like him during the period he was married to Val Kilmer. <laughs> he was, uh, Frank Whaley still works. He, he, he was uh, tearing up, tearing up the um, Steve's favorite movie of last year. Um, no Vacancy. Oh, or the Vacancy. 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 Uh, vacancy. All right. I, thank you so much for calling, my good man. Much appreciated. We please Thank you, that. guys. That's thank you, Justin, for that, that uh, Luke, Luke Wilson um, vehicle. Hey, I saw the sequel to Vacancy. To, We've got a gentleman calling in from uh, from Los Angeles, who I believe is Devin. Let's see if Devin's out there. Is this you, my man? Uh, am I on the air? Yes, you are. This is Devin. Welcome, sir. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm here for a screening. I'm on the Disney lot going to a screening of Ponyo, the new Miyazaki film. Okay. I'm, I'm actually getting my, my, my lot test right now. How Nick is everybody? Nick was just talking about Swing Kids, Devin. I believe that was originally called um, We Kids, wasn't it? Swank Kids, We Kids, and Hustler Kids, I believe, were the actual original titles. I, it's a, either way, it, it's a it's a, un, a misunderstood masterpiece. Well, it's definitely misunderstood. Frank Whaley didn't misunderstand it. <laughs> he's a he's a genius. So, Devin, so, so you haven't seen the movie yet. You're getting ready to. I'm getting ready. I'm going in to see the new Miyazaki, yeah. Do you like his other stuff? I like uh, Spirited Away a whole lot. I think it's a really great movie. And, uh, you know, I like uh, Howl's Moving Castle well enough and his other stuff well enough. Uh, but I heard this is really good. He's coming to L.A. in a couple of weeks to do some Q&As. He never comes to L.A., so it's really exciting to have a chance to meet him. He's, I guess he's like the Disney of uh, Japan. Oh, he's, I think he's, yeah, he's surpassed it, I think, because... Uh, he, he's a, I don't know, the vision that he showed at his films was kind of beyond what Walt Disney, I mean, Disney was great, but he had a lot of helpers, and uh, he adapted a lot of existing stuff, whereas Miyazaki kind of, but he's right, yeah. So that's he's more like, down he's more like the Hanna-Barbera, he's like more like the Hanna-Barbera of, of Japan, because he has all that's these that's new properties fair. that he creates. That's, that's fair. fair. Is this going to be a, the, a, a, a dub, the dubbed movie, the dubbed, like, American voice movie, or is this going to be the original subtitles? Uh, I believe this is the dub version with, uh, with American stars. Frank Whaley? I think Frank Whaley does all the voices. He's so good. Frank, Frank, Frank Charlie Whaley. Kilmer? Frank <laughs> Kilmer? You know who Val Kilmer. Kilmer. You know Val Kilmer's going to be in the Mac- MacGruber movie. 
That's the bad guy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I also heard that um, Harry Winkler committed suicide. Did you hear that shit? What? No, no, that's the other movie, Fonzie on the Cliff. Kilmer's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, amazing. Kilmer works more than anybody. What's he has the movie, a, where he has a movie that came on DVD this week about him tra- having him, him trapping people in like a steam bath. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's not a joke. It's like it's like it was called like the steam experiment or something. Kilmer's like what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he just does that. Kilmer's amazing. Like he'll be in absolutely anything. Oh, that was wasn't hot he in secret, some movie? Right? Yeah, that was hot, hot secret. secret. <laughs> wasn't he in some movie where he just he plays a corpse? Isn't that he just plays nothing but a corpse the whole movie? Some like Eastern European film? Yeah, it came out last year. I think it came out last year. I, I was actually interested in seeing that because um, I wondered if if there was a flashback scene or something, or if he's he trapping people in a steam bath. <laughs> but no, he yeah yeah oh, he's wait, in that's, that's the further adventures of Iceman. <laughs> he's, he got, he's got a different way a little bit after Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that Downey has. <laughs> you know what's funny is we were we were driving around earlier today. Steve made a joke about how bad Spartan is, and I wanted to drive him off the cliff. Oh, Spartan's terrific. It's better Spartan's every great. time I see it. It's great. Yeah. Plus, I was thinking, doesn't Kilmer do a commentary track on that? Does he? Yeah. On the Ooh, DVD time. Yeah. That was during his giant pimple phase, right? <laughs> I remember at Comic Con one year, I was in a, I shared an elevator with him. And I had to stand all the way in the corner because of the pimple. <laughs> I think at that point it's officially just a, a, a quato, right? I think so. I, I think so, but I don't think it was sentient. I, can, oh, okay. I can't be sure. <laughs> if he would have had the heat elbow and the pimple, I would have fucking died. So, <laughs> so the, <laughs> the heat elbow. So the MacGruber um, movie's kind of shaping up, and you like the director they got for it, right, Devin? You said that. I mean, I think Yorma's a pretty talented guy. I think it's a terrible fucking idea for a movie, but, you know, Yorma's at least a pretty funny guy, so. I, I like, uh, I like For Will Forte, too. I don't know if I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I like him, too. I don't know if he can, I don't know if he can do a whole picture. I don't know how you do a whole picture on that concept. I don't either. I, I literally I'm, don't. I'm going to bring Micah back into the call so we can really have massive discussion about MacGruber. <laughs> Micah, you are back. And you're black. Hello? Hey, hey, hey Nick. Hey. Uh, real quick, the chat room died. You I just up? restarted it. Okay. Alright, Micah's gone. Micah, call back Did in. Is somebody in, in the shower? Yeah, it sounds like a vacuum or something. Uh, sorry about that, fellas. I, I said my uh, Star Trek waffles in there. <laughs> I think Micah was on like a line or something, but yeah. I thought Val Kilmer dropped like in a steam shower. McGruber's okay. I mean, the skits are okay. Yeah, but they're like a minute and a half long, and they work as a minute and a half long thing that's like repetitive. How do you do ninety minutes of that? I mean, well, I don't know. And I'm, the whole thing pitching, is, I'm pitching, pitching a, a film on based on the Verizon Family Minutes people. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to reinvent everything. They're gonna have to have like the little scene where they get blown up at the beginning, and then everything's new. Kilmer's introduced. Well, someone else signed up for that movie. Uh, somebody else today, but I, I forget who it was. There's a woman. But, uh, no, Kristen Wiig's in it, but I can't, I can't remember who else. No, there, there was a celebrity woman that was added, I believe, as a cast member, I thought. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a moderate, like, uh, it's already better than Wayne's World. Well, 
like well, certainly better than Wayne's World too. Uh, it's just one of those ones. Like, you know, how do you, how did you not learn from the ladies' man, superstar? Like, we don't need to make movies out of this shit. Yeah, yeah well, Night the Rock. They still play those movies all the time. They play, you know, on TV. They all so that's part of it. I guess they know that they'll be playing forever. No matter. Yeah, how you make a ton of money on that. And then, how much did the mall cop movie make? I mean, come on. Oh well, yeah. That made a gazillion dollars, but I have a feeling this won't even be as good as Paul Blart, and that's the, that's the thing. Oh, don't bring up that film. <laughs> Wait, uh, it looks like Mike is back in the mix. Here, let me bring this gentleman into the call. Okay, when you bring Mike in, I have to get off. I have to go into the screening now, but I just wanted to call in and say hi to everybody. Uh, hopefully, next week I'll be able to be on uh, for the full time. Okay, so. thanks for being prejudiced against black people. Thanks, Dad. I know. Thank I, just, I I had I had to go as soon as the Negro came. Sorry. Okay, taking care of. Hi. And on that note, here and you're back. <laughs> yeah. Why was Devin so racist? I I wish he could be more so, actually. Um, that would kind of steal some of my thunder. Well, I'm uh, I don't know. You guys introduced me to the to the positive side of racism. I, I never knew how good it could be <laughs> until, until I met really? you guys. Yeah. We have a caller from Texas, and I think that I think. Speaking of racism, here's Texas. Yeah, here's Texas. We have a call from Texas. I'm sure they'd be thrilled to have all four of us to speak with. Hello, caller from Texas. Who's this? Hey, it's Echo. Oh, you're really on the phone. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hey. Hey, it's uh, Echo from Texas again. How's it going? I, lo- I loved your Genesis game where we-, we shot your sonar at the sharks. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I love you on Dollhouse. <laughs> Right. Well done, Justin. <laughs> I love Way to alienate another listener. You, you guys are ridiculous. You got a Daredevil. What's wrong with you? you know, I, I don't know. Say, even without Devin, you guys are making me laugh so much. I mean, Star Trek waffles. Hold on. That, that, that's true, though. We don't make this shit up. It's no, true. These reality yeah, is fucking I, hilarious. I believe you all. And then the, the thing that really got me was the whole Incredible Hulk. Ideal where you can put Bruce Banner inside, and I didn't even know it existed. You can't. No, no, this, no, 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 you didn't hear us wrong. This is the Hulk figure where you can put Primal Fear Edward Norton inside. Oh. I, Justin, <laughs> it was on clearance. He's got actually his accessory as he's holding a tear stained script of the Hulk yeah. movie he wrote. <laughs> actually, this is actually, the, the weird thing is, is that this is actually not a Hulk toy, it's a Primal Fear toy. And one of his split personalities was the large green guy. It just so happened. That the Hulk was created shortly thereafter. <laughs> and you, you all were talking about Frank Whaley a little while ago. What do you all think about his one claim to fame of actually being the main character in a movie, Career Opportunities? Incredible. Swimming with sharks, sir. Swimming with sharks. Yeah, the Career Opportunities has a, a very good scene. And Frank Connelly, is actually, he's the star of that. And he's, he's, you know what? I actually haven't seen Swimming with Sharks yet. It's a great movie. movie. He was also a central character in Midnight Clear, wasn't he? He was. It's a great. It's a great movie. They played play a character named Father or a character named Mother, I believe. It's been a while since okay. I saw that movie. That's a great movie, but it's, it's, that's a that DVD is hard to find. Actually, Midnight Clear. Not, not on my shelf. It's not. You got it. Of course I do. Come on. They're I trying think to you can find Swimming in Sharks at Big Lots, but I mean, where I'm at, I never found it. But I was reading online. You can find it there for three bucks, and I've been looking everywhere for it because I kept hearing so many good things. But, and hey, guess, don't get fooled. Uh, don't get duped and get a Midnight Queer. Oh, yeah, I don't want to get that one. That's a different movie. 
It happens to the best of us. Is China in that one? <laughs> no. I think you can see part of her clit off screen. There's a, there's, a, there's a shot from outer space. If you can't find it, you have to contact Tracker. Don't make a mistake. Don't buy public runner memes. You still want Tracker more. No. <laughs> so what, Steve, what, Steve we've name? already used all that up. Sorry. What was no, your name? Already? Was your name from Texas. What was your name? We've got we've got we've got Renee on the phone here. We need we need more. What what more do you have to bring us, my friend? You have a question. Oh, a question? Yeah. I was like I was actually while I was listening the whole time. I was thinking, what question am I going to ask these guys? And then I just thought real quick uh, for the three of you all, what what movie would you say has been the most influential on you all? Well, let's start. Let's start with Micah. With with let's start with Micah with Mean Guns. Mean Guns, <laughs> an influence. Uh, it's it's insanely entertaining movie, but um, yeah, I don't know. I probably I, the whole uh, shit. I, I can't pick one Lambert film. There's too many. There's Mortal Kombat. Too many. Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat's in the in the top three. <laughs> Steve, Steve, what's your most influential film? Well, it's easily uh, Star Trek Three. No, it's, <laughs> it's, not really. it's not even William Shatner's most influential film. <laughs> that one be that one Star Trek Five. No, it, it, uh, yeah, you're right. It's either Star Trek Five or Birth of a Nation. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm torn. Justin, what would be your most influential film? And quickly we change. Encino Man. Really. Yep, coming up on the 18th anniversary of that film, by the way, guys. The 18th anniversary of me not seeing it. You've never seen Encino Man? I have not. Oh. And there's there's an interesting thing about Encino Man. Uh, that kid from... No, there's not. Temple of Doom? <laughs> he's, in, no, he's, he's in there. That kid from Temple of Doom, uh, Kihu Kwan. Yeah, he's sure in there, right? Yeah, yeah he, sure plays, he, plays, he plays a nerd that, 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 uh, that wants to make uh, Brendan Fraser... Part of his computer club. Yeah, I didn't even know that. In a while. I mean, I've only I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I've seen it once. It's Rob, really so you, you know what, Renee? The hard sell, the hard sell to get me to see that film is not name dropping him. <laughs> Robin, okay, Brent, Robin, how about Brendan Fraser? Robin, <laughs> Robin Tunney, Rose McGowan's first appearance. Okay, there we go. God damn how about it. that? Sean Astin, very serious role. Sean Astin wants to be popular. Can't really. Help playing get Sean help from a caveman. Well, at least I didn't bring up Polly Shore. Oh, wait, I just did. I'm telling you, it's good. It's uh, coming up on the 18th anniversary of that film. I'm going to go on vacation at the Polly Shore next week, actually. So I'm going to check that uh, out. Biodrome? Renee, what's your, what's your most influential film? Uh, well, I have to say, God, you know, they'll bring it back on me now. I would have to say probably Jacob's Ladder. As all of us say that. You're speaking, you're speaking to the converted on that one. Wow. <laughs> I like I, the actually I like the sequel Jacob shoots and ladders. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that's a that's a sequel to the the descent, right? Where, yeah. That's. <laughs> it would be either that or, or Casino by Martin Scorsese. I mean, where or else are you going to see? Goodfellas, but not as great. Nick, what's your uh, most influential? Clute. Passion of the Christ. Clute. You sure it's not Apocalypto? <laughs> There's no way it's not Clute. It's the Passion of the Christ. I mean, obviously. 
Uh, Renee, thanks so much for calling. We've got uh, we've got another call from the Georgia that's been on hold. you guys. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on listening. You guys are so great. Hope to get another one up next week. God, I love you. No problem. That guy's on crack if he loves us. Hey, he's oh, oh, great taste. Hello, somebody from the 404. Who's this? Uh, Ren? Is it me? Yep, sounds like you. Okay. All right, sounds like me. Great. How are you fellas doing? Fancy. Good, sir. Fancy. How are you doing? It's pretty quick. I'm doing, doing great. Give your, give your speakers no, on. Now I'm out of the room. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of the room with my computer. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, it's Ren Brown. So anyway, it's like an all-star cast. Right. Do what? Like an all-star cast of people. All-star from us. You've even got the Chud intern now. How you been, Ren? I'm doing fine. been listening to you fellas along with my lady and my best friend. They're having a time. And they're still your best friend and still your lady. Your girlfriend. They swapped. They swapped roles, actually. <laughs> Ren, have you seen the, uh, the China sex video? Because <laughs> I only ask this because I must be the only one on earth who's it's, not seen it. It's basically it. six billion people fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna <laughs> Ren, tell me you haven't seen it. I have not. You are my brother. <laughs> From henceforth, you shall be known as my brother. There was no way in hell I would see that thing. Yeah, I, did, I don't think I'm going to be seeking it out either. <laughs> Although, are you uh, kidding? Devin's interesting little link, uh, Smurf link, is, was was enough for my needs today. I think. So, so what what fabulous discussion shall you inspire today? Well, uh, my I caught Moon yesterday, and uh, I know you. <laughs> and I know you mentioned that you'd seen it, so I just thought I'd get the thoughts. Again, from everybody, I guess kind of redundant now. Y'all talked about it a little bit earlier, but uh, I, I'm still trying to wrestle if it's just really excellent or if it's some kind of small independent science fiction classic or what it is. My quick take on it is that it's it sticks out because it's so atypical now that we get something like that. I don't think it's like a masterpiece. I don't think it's something that's going to sink in and like be relevant in 20 years or whatever, but it's a very good little sci-fi movie. In the same way that, like, Primer is or, you know, a variety of other kind yeah, of really a very, good... It's a solid, solid flick with a pretty great performance. Uh, yeah, and, well, and a great well, performance by Spacey. I love Spacey in that movie. Spacey's I love fun. him in it. Me too. And what they do with that robotic character, or more specifically what they don't do, you know, as opposed to every other science fiction movie ever... Yep. Or yeah. what the robot is going to end up doing is inevitable. And me and my friends and I were talking about how you know how refreshing that was for not to go in that direction, trying to no, avoid. That's true. Spoilers. That's very, that's very, very true. And Rockwell is very good in the in the role. It almost seems like a like a like a toned down mixture of like 2001 and Castaway, which is not a bad mix if you can get it. I mean, that's not that's a good solid way no, to go. It did a very good job of summing up bicentennial man. By the way. That it looks fantastic too. I think it's a great looking movie. But um, oh yeah, yeah, Bicentennial Man's great. I agree. Good to see some miniatures and then you know, yeah, yeah. It's probably the best use of miniatures I've seen in a good while. I mean, like since the Station Agent. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, a really sucker for Dinklage jokes. And I will say this: it, it stood out for me because it is it is an unusually smart film and a sci-fi. <laughs> environment because sci-fi these days i mean there's so many hackneyed premises and 
you, you know when you're watching the movie, you're kind of bracing yourself for it to take a horror turn or, uh, you know, some ridiculous alternate yeah. reality or whatever. And, and because it never steps into any of those places and stays grounded, it, it stands out for that alone. Right. It's rarely smart these days. Yeah, actually, that's what ruined Sunshine, because Sunshine for three quarters of the exactly. movie was really good. Exactly. Actually, not, I, I kind of like Sunshine more now. I saw it again. It, it, the, the ending does kind of ruin it, but it, it is pretty solid for, you're right, for that first two-thirds. I think it's a really solid movie, and they just... just that's what ruined uh, Knowing for the first 20 minutes. Steve, that heroin. Come on, Steve. So the first 20 minutes of that film are, are not bad. You're sitting there, you're thinking, you know what, this, this might actually go Steve, somewhere. Steve, and sure enough, it goes somewhere. Hold on, Ren. Sure enough, it... Go ahead, Ren. Steve, Steve, the first 20 minutes of that movie, oh, yeah, Marcus, I, think, sorry. I think you're confusing it with the trailers. The commercials, you know the trailers. Like. Once knowing starts, there's nothing good. In the theater, Steve. You saw mm. that in the theater, right? Yeah. I did. So, yeah, I did. The first 20 minutes, it had pictures from all those other movies that are coming out this year. Great. Yeah, you know, it had a... Uh, had the enchanted in there. So and, uh, this means if you if you saw China's video, you if you if you saw um, uh, knowing in the theater, that means you you'll be my surrogates, buddy, right? You'll go to see surrogates with me because Nick won't. Go yeah, there. I'll go see with you. I don't know why, but I'll, I'll definitely be there. Michael, you, sure, will be there. I'll I'll physically take Nick if you want. I, I will well, look here though. The first twenty minutes at least of knowing are not terrible. They're not. After that, it goes right to hell. Does the movie have so, a long so credit credit sequence? A, yeah, it's got a 20-minute credits, huh? Mm-hmm. That's the movie that... Opening song by Aha. Uh-huh. Is that the movie where uh, Nicholas Cage plays Glenn? Yeah, the movie. Plays, uh, he plays Glenn Knowing? No, 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 no. That's the one I'm I can't wait to see it. Who's the woman in it, Steve? Uh, I don't remember, and it doesn't matter. Rose Byrne. Oh, well, uh, uh, weeks boring in the film, though. Start alongside, alongside Jeremy Renner and 28 Weeks Later, Rose Byrne. Correct. You know what I'm talking about. She's uh, she's on that Damages show, too, on FX. She is. She uh, She's okay in it. It's not a bad show, I'll told. And plus, uh, like it keeps Kate Donovan in, in the kind of clothes he's, a, he's deserved, deserved to be swaddled in. And you guys, is Ren still with us? You guys remember yeah. her from Wicker Park, right? I mean, she everybody knows her from Wicker Park. Oh, hey, Ren. Ren knows hey, her from Wicker Park. Uh, she went from the Wicker Park to the Wicker Man. <laughs> hey, Ren, how are you enjoying this conversation? Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. She, she I'm was one, not. She was gone from knowing to the Wicker Man. And in 72 people flat. in Troy. She was in that, too. She was the, oh, she was the, she was the one that was cuter than Helen. On movies that always get drawn back. Yeah. She was in Miller's Crossing. No, she was not. Huh? No, she was not. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Dark Man. That's right. She directed no, the she Brothers McMullen. Was she in Die, Dark Man, Die? Wow. She was not. She was not. <laughs> Ren, have you seen anything else that we haven't discussed yet lately that's of interest? Uh, let's see. Moon was the last one I saw. Uh, no, not really. I saw a bunch of interesting trailers uh, with Moon. I don't know if they were the same ones you saw. I, I really uh, like that trailer for that, uh, that that documentary that Tarantino's narrating. Doc. Yeah, the uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not quite Hollywood. Me and my uh, best friend have been 
going over that trailer a lot. We're we're looking forward to it. Although it's it's kind of we were looking into it. It's kind of rough. It doesn't seem like you know with Grindhouse you could track down a lot of these movies and check them out, but it doesn't seem like any of the any of the movies that, that they're referencing are available on Netflix or anything. So it's gonna be kind of tough. It still looks like a lot of fun, and I know Devin enjoyed it because I think he saw it somewhere, Sundance or something. You keep talking yeah, well, about your best friend all the time. What about your girlfriend? What is, what is your girlfriend watching lately? Girlfriend? No, uh, she was no. with us at Moon, actually. She saw all these trailers. She was also impressed with uh, The Thirst. That was great. And then uh, the oh, awful we're talking about the movies, right? Born of Silence. Yeah, actually, and Ren, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you off into the sky. Thank you for calling, and please do again. Will do. I gotta talk Have about, fun. I gotta talk about some important shit right now. I think I know what you're gonna talk about. Yeah, you brought it up, Steve. I got what you would call the most applicable and justified movie swag of all time in the mail today. So show up at your house right early yeah, today. Yeah, well, let me let me build this up first, and this is for the local the local Chud readers. This is a huge opportunity. We're gonna be doing a special screening of the movie Orphan. So you're welcome for that. Vera Farmiga that's the, that's the, and an the, orphan. The, um, and something else, but I can't really say. Sarsgaard's new film. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and I think, uh, is CCH Pounder in it? Yes. Vera yes. Farmiga? <laughs> Your favorite. Yeah. So uh, they sent me what you would... Okay, now, I'm going to ask Micah and Justin, because you've already seen it. If you were promoting the movie Orphan, yeah. what piece of memorabilia would you provide to give away to a massive crowd? Micah. Uh, let's see. A waterfall. Wrong. And you can't spoil the film. The, the big twist. Um, the worthless big twist. Damn it. All right. I don't know. You get a sight. Um, uh, some orphan trading cards? No. That would be, that would be pretty cool, though. You have something? Who? Micah. What 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 piece of memorabilia for a large audience? For Orphan. For Orphan? Um yeah. Let's see. Uh Jeremy Renner. No. We have a big box of inflatable beach balls. That was going to be my 39th guess. So it has the Orphan plastered all over it. Wait a minute. Orphan beach balls. It has the word Orphan or has the Orphan Plastered all over it. The actual person, orphan. Oh, okay. the actual orphan itself, taped to that thing. It's no, it's got it's got the word orphan, but it's funny when you deflate them, it goes ha ha ha. You got no parents. Ha ha ha. You got no parents. <laughs> <laughs> that little ditty's better than echo. <laughs> Outstanding. Well said. So wow. I don't understand it. They sent us fucking orphan beach balls. So Someone needs to go to. Someone needs to go to a baseball game and like uh, like bat that damn thing around. There must be a scene. I hope it gets on the field when the family takes the ha- the haunted the evil kid to the beach. There must be a scene. <laughs> That's how she finds out they're not her parents. She gets a ball and it says orphan on it. She's like <laughs> holy fuck. Then the mother comes by and takes it away too soon. <laughs> wait, wait, the orphan realizes they're not her parents when they give her a ball, as opposed to when they picked her up from the orphanage. Yes. Bob, Nick, did you blow one of those up? <laughs> no. I, actually, yes, I did. I did. I what played patty cake ball? in my daughter's bath. Well, all right, then. That explains the uh, hollowed-out Hulk figure. 
Fucking orphan has a fucking beach ball. Do you, do you realize how great that is? What about some, does it have some chapstick? Do they call it some chapstick? What, what people, about the people at the studio are like, okay, we got this horror movie, right? And it's about a, it's about a child who's nefarious and she, she wants to kill kids and she wants to piss off Vera Farmiga. Let's inflate a ball and kick it around town because that, that summarizes the film really well. I think it'd be great if we inflate all of them at the screening and just have like a party. Just hit balls around while the orphan. They'd have a better time than if they saw the film. I love me an inflatable Sarsgaard, like a Peter Sarsgaard like uh, likeness. And oh, like yeah, from uh, Exorcist: The Beginning. And they have like have weak have weak voice. You know, you can inflate him up. And he'll pull his penis out at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I'll be dropping hats you know like crazy. I'll be getting all the hats I own and dropping. Which them. which Peter Sarsgaard though? I would want the one from Empire. Oh, is he? I that? disagree. Yeah, he's the bad guy. I love, you know who was good in that it was Liv Tyler. I loved her in that. And Empire. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know, interesting? True fact. True fact about that Peter Skarsgård, Sarsgaard figure. Yeah, if, you pull him, if you pull him open, you could put Edward Norton in there. I'd be, wow. I'd be putting something else in there. <laughs> Pictures of me kissing him. It's, you know, it's like a nesting doll, you see? <laughs> I keep my treasures in it. I know. I just realized it. I just realized it. When you hit the ball, your endorphins get going. <laughs> I can't laugh at that. Because it's rude. Um, very, you know, very insensitive to the orphans that are uh, all over the place. Who are the orphans? Is, Someone who's a fan of our show is an orphan. But they don't call themselves an orphan. Why wouldn't they? That that word is is dated. Nobody nobody's an orphan anymore. Can you hyphenate your name and put that in there? But it, there no one's an orphan anymore. They're single children. Oh, I'm a, I'm a single child. Hey, uh, Nick, you can tell that the people at chat are asking if we're reading the chat, and I'm I'm definitely reading it. But I can't yeah. for some reason I can't participate. I'm glancing at it. Yes, I am. Um, I can't access it. When I log in, it doesn't show me the chat, but when I log out, it shows me it, so I can't log in. Um, they were wondering if we're, if we're, uh, if we're following it. I, 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 I am, said, no, I, I'm not following this, this shit. Talk about I'm looking. No, I'm definitely looking. We're talking about fucking orphan, you chat room punks. Steve thinks he knows the, the big twist of orphan. I think I do. Wait, oh, there's a big it? twist? Yeah. Steve, wow, has, Steve, has, Steve has, he came to me today where, when he came to the house and I had my orphan ball out because, I mean, how do you not have your orphan ball out? And he's like, I, he just told me the twist that he flat out. And I didn't know if he had any like, real knowledge here or not. Well, if I have any, any knowledge at all, it's, it's secondhand knowledge. I had a friend of mine, if I'm wrong, it's an ex-friend of mine who told me the, the big twist. Of orphan. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's the Wraith from you know, Charlie Sheen's early early years. It's mm, a good film. That's not what you told me. That's not at all. That's not what you told me. I told you that the orphan likes to go to. No, no, it doesn't really matter. I can't really spoil it, can I? Because I don't great. really know. It'd be, for... It'd be great if she like the orphan because she's like a little hard ass. She's like a tough ass in the trailer. Certainly very little. She smacks she smacks kids in the face. She's like, this is the hard knock life. Does she hit them with the beach ball? Maybe. Ooh. I think that the twist at the end is she just is like, I don't, I don't want to be adopted anyway, and she just walks away. No, the big twist at the end is it's a dance sequence. 
Damn it. <laughs> Vera Farmiga. That's what I'm talking about. Can I, I get a witness, gentlemen? Can I get a witness? She's got fantastic pubes. Wow. <laughs> you agree. I'd like to be down on the farm, Miga. I like her running scared pubes. I'd like to play with that, Amiga, Amiga for Miga. Um, <laughs> she's very cute. I love it. Any callers that are in the queue have just hung up. Uh, actually, let's talk about Vera Farm, Farmiga for a little bit. Do we have to? D-list. She's great. I want her in, I want her in my possession. She is, she is, she is nice. Really? She's, she's very good in good films. Excellent. She never gets any credit. Do you think she's seen inside, Justin? Well, not inside you, but the film inside. I hope, I hope not. She's, I like to see that she, she remains, well, she is, I think she would like that film. She's a very powerful actress. Yeah. I do believe. And she's also cute. That's a film that, and you think that that's a film every woman should see, right? No. Oh, no. Is that one, you didn't say that at all? That's a, tough, that's a tough film for a lot of folks to see, including yeah, one. Actually, no one should ever see it. Um, but, what, yeah, Dick, you, what's, the, what's your favorite Formiga film? Well, my favorite film is The Departed. Yes. But, but I've got to admit that Running Scared is something that I revisit almost as much. It's quite good. It's quite good. Uh, she's better in, in uh, Running Scared, but Departed is a fucking just super movie. Remember, there, she had an early performance in the movie that De Niro got killed halfway through. Fifteen minutes? Yeah, fifteen minutes. Or meet the parents. That's the first. <laughs> that's the first time I saw Formiga was in was in fifteen minutes. I remember the first time I saw Formiga. It's kind of like when when nine eleven happened. Everybody remembers exactly where they were. <laughs> okay. I can't. I I I can't say I can recall it. Uh, you're one of the few. The proud. <laughs> you know, it's the weird. See, I just remembered. I, I was I was trying to remember if it was her or Sarsgaard, but apparently she made the exact they get same. They a lot. Why? Well, if I could finish the sentence. Talking about Joshua. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. She made the, basically the exact same film, but with uh, Sam Rockwell in the Peter Sarsgaard role. Yep. Yeah. No. That, that. But that's about. Did you see the director's cut of, of Joshua though? I only saw the trailers for both movies. No, because it makes a whole lot more sense when the kid grows up and he hooks up with McAllister and they go to war. <clears throat> hey, guess what? A little, little Martin Riggs interaction. Tiny Martin. Fuck you guys. I'll hang up with everyone. <laughs> Joshua's not a bad little film, actually. It's a weird, strange film, but Rockwell's quite good, and for, or for Miga, um, quite formidable in that film. She plays a woman with postpartum depression and they cannot, they cannot shake loose the, the bind. The bind. Is Tony Goldwyn involved in that movie somehow? No, no Goldwyn. <laughs> So in, so in Joshua, she's the biological mother, and an orphan, she is not. I think that's the case. Okay. And uh, the funny thing with Joshua, they had, what, what was the swag for Joshua, Nick? They sent you some swag for that, too, correct? They did. Uh, it was meatball recipe. <laughs> I thought Joshua was the one where you got the baseball cap with a beer bottle opener in the lid. No, 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 no. That was that was uh, that was the Defiance, the Daniel Craig movie. <laughs> okay. 
But um, when's that no, coming out? By the way, Defiant. <laughs> Can't wait for that one to hit theaters. <laughs> really? Gonna be good. That was as an Edward Zwick joint. Well, Edward Zwick was. Edward Zwick is the best, almost good filmmaker there is. He makes uh, so many movies that should be great, and they're nuts. He did uh, the last Sam- last Samurai, correct? Legend that yeah, Last Samurai, Legend of the Fall, Glory, Glory, fucking Defiance, Big Fuck Mama's man. House, Big Mama's House. That's he's a great a, film. He's got a sap streak like a mile long. It's a shame too because he's a good filmmaker. Plus his name is Edward Zwick is a good filmmaker. He's a good filmmaker, but he's a sap ass. He's pretty. I think he's pretty mediocre, but you know, you always kind of get interested seeing his films because they give him a big budget, you know, so you're like, oh, what's Zwick got cooking up these days? Yeah, I mean, like, it's like Zwick, he makes pretty films, he makes, they're all, like, supposed to tug at your heartstrings, supposed to tell you shit that, that you already know. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. It's directing the next uh, Twilight movie, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. There's, what's the one? There's New Moon, and then what? It, what's the next one? Twilight, Razor New Blade Moon. Smile. Or New something. blood or something? What are you, Miles Miles? <laughs> I love Twilight, though. I really, <laughs> really don't like that film. And that, that's funny, because it's so atypical of the internet. Everybody, uh, of the internet sites that I read, everybody's so into Twilight. But you, you stand alone. Twilight. Twilight can take a shit on itself, eat it, and take another shit. Uh, I just kind of avoided it. It's, it's a non-entity. I'm really? not going to get around with when it comes on TV, when, it, when, when Twilight hits, when Twilight hits HBO, I'll be watching it quite a bit. I Why? quite a bit, no, but I will watch it once. It'll be on. I'll be in bed. I'll, I'll, I'll flip it on. I'll be like, "What is this? What is this?" I resist you, Twilight. I resist you, Twilight. And then an hour and a half later, I've, you taken, you in, I've taken you in Twilight. I've made Why? I can give you all twenty-two episodes of Tracker. Why would you waste your time with freaking Twilight? Why? Dude, you see everything. And you're no. married now. I can't, how, did, did Carrie go without you? Because she saw it, right? She saw it. Look, this is a long shit, story. She with you. you Everybody's know. heard this story before. Yeah, yeah. She read the book. Listen, listen. She read the book. Hated the book. Took me to see the film. Five minutes in, wanted to walk out, and I made her stay and watch the film. That's pretty much my exact situation with uh, The Passion of the Christ. Read the book. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I had a fucking podcast. Micah, you'll be watching it too, right, when it comes on TV? Yeah, I would. Fuck it, I'll admit to it. Popcorn night. Popcorn night at Justin's house. Yeah. I got to tell you guys something. There's this interesting thing that's, and and as you get older, and I just celebrated a birthday, I'll tell you a little story about it. Oh, God. When you get older, you start to realize how you spend your time is pretty important. (laughs) (laughs) By camping out in front of fucking Cinemax, watching (laughs) (laughs) guys laugh too fucking short. Is that right? You could be jerking off. You could be making <laughs> patterns with your poop. You could be doing so many things that are different than watching whatever oh, it's so true. It's man so true. tells you to watch. Oh, it's so true. I mean, I have, to, I have to admit, it's so true. By the way, I rented Push tonight. It just came out on DVD. I'll be watching that after the show. <laughs> <laughs> it came out this week. Chris Evans. I see fanning. I, 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 to me, like, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be, like, predisposed to like a movie like that. And I actually like Chris Evans. But every time I see the oh, trailer, it's just... God. I mean, because it's... What is wrong with you? 
No, here's the thing. It's a it's uh, it's like a cheap like X Men movie that can't be the X Men. Like a, it's a piece of shit. Okay, if I could finish. You know, so you know what's fucking stupid though? The swag for push was a, was a, a list of orphanages you can visit to help your community. Isn't that fucked up? It was a beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> a list of orphanages. <laughs> for push. By the way, let's stop pronouncing it. Push, right? I'm sorry, Mom. Hold on. Mike, go ahead and explain your your passion for push. I have no passion for push. What I'm saying is, is that it's supposed to be this exciting, like you know, special effects, uh, you know, like kind of. Suit, but everybody has like sonic powers, so it's literally nothing. People, nothing but people doing like, but hands. That's right. it. A, I, I, I mean, like Cliff Curtis's character. No, nobody flies. I, I want to see. Nobody it. shoots it's energy beams. Nobody is like super strong. They just stand there and concentrate. And hold their hands up. That's it. Yeah, it's it's a completely worthless endeavor to watch that film. You saw it? Ron Jeremy's in the movie. Really? Did you see it? Really? I did see it. Yeah, I did. I'm not I'm not proud to admit that I did see the damn thing. You're my fucking hero, Steve. I cannot believe as much as as much crap as I watch, you've somehow seen it all. I don't know how. I did like Cliff Curtis in though. Theatrically though, you you don't even wait for it to hit home video. I I don't have time for that shit to come on the home video. (laughs) I'm too busy watching Sherlock Holmes. On PBS. I don't have time to wait for it to come on home video. (laughs) Let me ask ask the chat in the chat room. Wasn't there a Paul Abdul song called Push? I don't like it. Hush. It was Hush. No, it was Rush. Rush, Rush, right? Rush? Damn it. It It was the one with Keanu Reeves in the video, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a a word that ends in USH. I was close. There you go. You know who who was the... Remember the... How is Ron Jeremy in the movie? He didn't pull out in time. That's unfortunate. Uh, I was, uh, I'm, kidding, I'm serious. Like, was he good in that? He Push? Good? Yeah. He wasn't in it. I heard he was. Well, I didn't notice. I didn't recognize him if he was. I didn't see the hedgehog. I was going to say, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people in this room that I'm in. Right now. I don't to go. go away. We should, we should only me. talk from... from how, much, how much longer do we have to end the show? 15 minutes. We should only talk of about amazingness. that movie's end in SH for the rest of the, rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick. Do we have any callers? We have no callers. <laughs> I can't believe it at all. So, so movies that end in USH. Let's see. Uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings. There's what? The Lover. Oh, wait, hold on. I think the, well, let's talk The Lords of the Flatbush. <laughs> Uh, Judgment Night. Hush with, um, with Judgment Glennis Night. Paltrow and Jonathan Sheck. I think everybody remembers that movie. You mean Roadhouse 2? Hush. You know what? If, these, if Sean Connery is here, all the films would end in SH. Oh, that's true. It also ended in like Eight Thrust. This may be the last podcast recorded before Sean Connery dies. That's not, you know, you shouldn't even joke about that. He's an old prick. Everybody's dying these days. Even my, 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 my good old boy, Billy Mays, took the loss. Why are you talking about this? I'm not joking. I'm, I'm fearful. I must admit, though, if he does die, it's, he's lived a good life. He's like 400 years old. His last film was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's had a good run. Hmm. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Fin- if that's finding, your last film... Finding Forrester. No, his last film was League. Was it? Yes. Find, find, was that like the year before? or? No, League was like two... Thank God, that was a long time after. You know, you know, you know who's, uh, you know what's really not that good. The last like fifteen years of Sean Connery. 
You know why, though? He turned down the Matrix. He, he, was, uh, he was offered the part of Morpheus. Wow, man, you really got your ear to the grindstones, right? Listen, yeah, I got some secrets right here. I'm telling you right here. He turned Spoiling down Sean Connery's secrets. He turned down Lord of the Rings, the Matrix. Yeah, he did. He, he, because and he then said he didn't understand it. Right, and that's then why he accept, that's why he accepted League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He also turned down the Chris Farley role in Black Sheep. <laughs> he turned down. He turned down Push, and he was like, "I'm done." Yes. He turned down uh, Sam role in Black Snake Moan. He turned down. Uh, he turned down Denzel's role in Training Day. He did. He turned down the 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 bed and one night night. He's very sleepy. He turned down the pinball machine from the accused. You know, that's always a good joke to go back to. He turned down engagement. Wait. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> engagement. What was that movie? Fucking, what was it? Entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me take Engagement was the He turned down entrapment. You know what? The, the engagement would have been great. <laughs> what did you say? You said the engagement? Yeah, he turned out. Was he in the engagement? <laughs> I would see that. He turned down the role of a rascal. So, hey, dude. Micah, somebody, somebody in our uh, chat room is asking for us to ask you about the deep end. I not the movie I don't think. I think they're talking about your deep end. Oh, well, uh we can take that offline, I guess. Is that a the Tilda Swinton movie, The Deep End or something? Yeah, it is. I saw that with uh Jennifer and she may be the one asking about it cuz she's the only other person on the planet I can think of that Tom Wilkinson that has a record like Wahoda? Is Tom Wilkinson in that one? He was in John Adams. No, you're you're thinking of the um Oh, Gold Durnit. He had one like that, too. It was Tilda Swinton. Exorcism uh, of Emily Rose? Nah, I, I'm drawing a blank now. It's is, is, is not, uh, not the most empowering film. I'm looking it up now. This is a fucking amazing cast. That's the one with Goran Viznik, Jonathan Tucker, Josh Lucas, Raymond Barry. Holy shit. Yep. Directed by Scott McGee. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Not so the swing hot. I if did, you're blind. No, I I really like her. Seriously, not not I'm not lusting after her, but she makes actress. She always makes good a actress. good. She makes a good, unique presence in virtually anything she's in. So does Linda Hunt. I have a good dentist, but I'm not sexually attracted to him. Well, that you know of. She's a, she's a kind of an andro- known for being androgynous, like having an andro- androgynous look. Um, she's known for being in the deep end. She's known for having no androgynous zones. <laughs> okay. She's and known for that fucking cancer commercial, pretty much. I think that's her big fight with me. Wow. Stand up for cancer. Wow. For cancer? Actually, she's got an Oscar. She's got an Oscar. <laughs> Stand up for four. That's what, what the hell is wrong with? You? That's why she's blacklisted. So what? What other celebrities got behind that cause? Stand up for cancer. Calvo. I think Who? it was Calvo, Tilda Swinton, and the Beast of Twenty Thousand Fathoms. They all you couldn't tell which. You couldn't tell which was which. 
You didn't know who was standing up for cancer. These are 20,000 fathoms. A lot of people say they've, they've made their bones on their androgyny. Now, now I was under the, the impression Bakeem Woodbine was involved with this, too. And the customary Bakeem Woodbine mention. Customary? <laughs> Bakeem, Bakeem Woodbine has been mentioned like five times on the podcast, all by you. Wow. I love Bakeem Woodbine. I, he was great for about three seconds. Are you talking about straight jacking again? No, well, I mean that was great too. He was <laughs> the last time I saw him, he was the uh, he was the bad blade on Blade the TV series. He talking about there was a, straight There was a good yeah. blade and a bad blade. He was the bad blade. Um, I'm looking at Bakeem Woodbine's um, resume. Yeah, I'm gonna go down a list of the names of his characters. Awesome. Bo, Tyrone, Bam Bam, Black Hand Jack, Chinatown Pete, Achilles, right. Rockstar, Billy Buff. These are all characters from Jesus of Nazareth. Shadow, Fathead Newman. <laughs> Fat, Fathead Newman? Jimmy Best. <laughs> you need, what you need to do is, is start asking people in the chat room, which is a legitimate Bikini Woodbine role and which is a Halo name? <laughs> That's a very Halo name. Jimmy Best, no less. <laughs> uh, Renee in the chat room says Bikini Woodbine was in The Breed with Adrian Paul. Why? Yeah, right. Why does she movie. know that? Why, is, why that is, movie. is Renee or she all of a sudden? My hey. piano, she's uh, French. He's French, I apologize. He was in Panther, Marvel Van Peebles' uh, movie right. Panther. He's in the big hit. For I know Renee. He was, also, he was in, uh, it's funny, cause he's in Black Dynamite, which is coming up, kind of excited about that. Oh, wow, I am excited about that. That's where he plays Black Hand Jack. How old of a man is Bukim Woodbine? How old? How old of a man? He doesn't age. He's uh, 36 years old. He's a young man. That is a given name. He, 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 wanted to go with, he wanted to go with a name that was a little bit more suitable for the big screen. He's got another name. Chuck Pizzazz was his birth name. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's, that's not catchy, Bakeem Woodbine. <laughs> Think about I thought it was, uh, I, thought it was I, I could have swore it was Dr. Sexholm. He's a younger man than I am. I could have been a mentor to the, to the gentleman. How do we run in different circles? So, Justin, if you were a mentor to Bakeem Woodbine, he's, all right, let's say you got him right around strapped. It, Bikim, you've just finished doing a movie with Michael Bien. What's next? Bean. It's Bean. It's not Bien. It's Bean. Michael Bine. You just oh, finished there you a movie. Go. What, what's, next? Next? what's next? Bikim, I got a, I got a little script from a movie you may have, you may be excited about called Sniper Two. <laughs> we're Actually, have to Micah, change your name let's, to Bikim Carbine. Let's 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 uh, let's have a little role play, uh, Justin. You're the greedy agent. Micah, you're Bikini Woodbine. Steve? Yes. You are another greedy agent. Okay. Right. And me, I'm, um, I'm Bikini Woodbine's uh, best friend, and I'm, his, I'm his, the only person he trusts in the world. So, so are, we're trying to, are we trying to get Bikini on our project? Are we trying to... Uh, you, guys, you, guys, you guys know that there is a, 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 the, 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 the talent of nine stars... In but Bikini. he and I are fighting for him. We're fighting each other for yeah, him. You, yeah, you want him. You each have competing projects. Okay. And, and I'm the voice of reason, and, and, okay. and Mike is the king. Okay. okay. Go. 
I don't. <clears throat> I need my next movie <laughs> now. Hey, became being your best friend, you, sh- you should have a secret. What up, though? Hey, Bakim, don't trust don't trust yeah. in saying that, Bakim. I have a project here you might be interested in. It's called the New Blue Lagoon. <laughs> nah, dog, nah. <laughs> Bakim, Bakim, I've read the script. I'm your Eric. I'm your Eric. You're my you're my Vinny Chase. Let me tell you something. This Blue Lagoon shit is off the rock chain. That's what true. It's fucking great, as he said. Uh, let me tell you something. You're playing, you're playing the Brooke Shields role. You can bring some crunk on set if you want. We'll supply you with a lifetime supply of crunk. It's all up to you. Wait, wait. John Crunk? No, no, hold on. No, no. No. John Shuck from Star Trek Four. You can have his role. The Klingon ambassador. Hello? Team. hello. What? 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 <clears throat> this is uh, this is Manny, the okay. other agent. I go ahead. Just fighting for your attention. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you got this parody of Scarface coming out called Scarfarts. Thought you'd be perfect. Hey, hey, Bakim, being your best friend, it's he's lying to you because this is the autobiography of Stellan Scarfarts. <laughs> now that you put it that way, hell no. Nah. Listen here, Bakim. I'm telling you, the new Blue Lagoon is the way to go. Uh, You've nothing to lose except your little cough. He's got he's got sticky fingers on the speed dial. Don't believe him. <laughs> Which is the sticky fingers? Uh... So what else y'all got? Uh, uh. Well, let's see here. That's uh. yeah, right. You okay? Talk, dog. Go. <laughs> Podcast to sputter till the end. <laughs> Your ghost. Alright, that's the shit I'm talking about right there. Right there. <laughs> hey, Micah, bring Bakim back. Hey, Mike, Micah, get off the phone. I want to talk to Bakim. Right. What? Bakim. <clears throat> Kim. In- <laughs> Kim. Kim. Go, 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 dog, go. Can you pass me a tissue? Kim, because you don't have time to say boo, Kim. Can you pass me a tissue, Kim? You know what, you know what talent agents don't say is book him. <laughs> <laughs> That's his best friend. That's his best friend saying that shit. <laughs> hey, boo, Kim. Hey, boo, Kim. Damn it. Listen yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I've got a show here that's going to appeal to the urban, urban region. It's called, uh, no, I'm telling you, it's called, uh, no, think about it, it's called Trackers, uh, Trackers, game, game. Wait, 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 Trackers, well, hold on, Trackers, uh, yeah, that's it right there, right? Uh, we, we can get, uh, we can get, like, I don't know, we can get whoever we want, we can get, like, 50 Cent, if he's out of jail, we can put him in the film. Alright, I'm gonna actually call this, this, this segment, show to all, because we got two solid minutes left. Wow. And Micah, I, n- I need to ask you. Kim, in all Kim. of your research, in all of your research with McKee and Woodbine, <laughs> where did Bonnie Tyler get into the mix? What? I said Bonnie Tyler, not Bonnie Raitt. You sound like your fucking voice got eaten by the devil. That's that's how McKee Woodbine sounds in every role. Yeah, every time I've spoken to him, that's exactly what he sounds like. Kim, he's, Kim, he's, Kim. 
You take off your shirt. I gotta see. I gotta see this body before I can cast you in my latest Arby's commercial. Keem, yeah. Keem, show me the. I'm good. thinking about Keem. Keem. <laughs> How do you feel about being a uh, playing a ghost named? Hold on. Huh? Wait. How do you feel about playing a ghost named Paddywax? Keem, Keem. I got projects. I got many projects. <laughs> and an Arby's commercial. Keem, it's a ghost in an Arby's commercial. Wow. What, what can the other agent do for you? And his name is Paddy Wax, and, he, and his name is Paddy Wax, and he's addicted to roast beef. Keem, what if Justin never Keem. left. Left it. Take off your shirt. Shirtless Arby's commercial, Keem. And you're gonna be see, we're gonna be seeing through your pecs. Keem, what are you gonna do the next time if you ever see Bukim Woodbine again? If he's seen like with this fucking army hat up off him. He's an autopilot. He's, for the rest of his life, he's going to be in this mode. His wife's going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. Team, whenever true. you eat the roast beef, it, it goes it goes through your see-through torso down into your tummy. <laughs> his kid's going to walk around with the Arby's hat on. Keem, can I get you to sign on the dotted line? Keem. I'm thinking about Bukim. I'm speechless. Because you've signed on the trackers. Uh, uh. 